Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. So why watch that movie talk? We have two more sneak peeks for you. This time the critic is taking the helm because he got a chance to see two movies that are going to be in the theater. One for real everywhere. And the second one, not so much if you're in the middle of America. First, let's start with Queen Slim. Mm from Universal. Mm. This is... Everybody's been talking about this. It's uh, directed by Melina Matsukas and Lena Waif wrote the screenplay. She did the story, but so did James Fry. It has a cast that you would probably find familiar. Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Kaluuya, who is we know from Get Out and you know other things, uh, India Moore is showing up, but his counterpart, Queen Jody Turner Smith, is in this. Um, you've got Chloe. I never know how to say her last name. Seven oh, Ye. Seven Ye, mm-hmm. also in it, and you've got other people showing up who will be very familiar to you. Um, you've seen them in places. <sighs> This is a Bonnie and Clyde turned on its head. And from what I see in the advertisements, it is for us, by us. Meaning, this movie is for us, Black folks. But the question is, will this have a wider appeal? And are we going to pay $15? (laughs) Well... So it's Bonnie and Clyde, but these aren't criminals. Now they give it away in the commercial, so I'm just gonna go yeah, there. Yeah, like, they, I'm like, what? y'all just gave it completely away, hundred percent away. So what happens at the very beginning of the movie? We're in a diner, and you know, Queen and Slim are there having a meal, but we come to find out this is a first date. Mm. This is a Tinder date. Oh. Now, Queen is a lawyer, and uh, one of her clients has just been executed. Slim is a religious man. Do they click? Hmm. (laughs) Now, they leave the diner, and uh, they get in the car. Uh, Things, you know, progress. They're talking to each other, and there's this this give and take where he's chasing, and she's kind of like, Yeah. They're pulled over. Why? You'll see why. Mm-hmm. By a cop. The cop is antsy. Why? Right? You see it in the commercial. Yeah. He shoots Queen. And you see in the commercial, he gets shot back. Yeah. This necessitates them leaving. <laughs> okay? They gotta go on the run. Now, Queen is like, look, we've got to get out of the country, essentially. 
Oh, she is ready. <laughs> right, that's what it turns into. You'll see who wants to go where in the movie. Mm. So she's like, we got to get out of here. He is kind of naive about it. So she's like, uh, no, we can't go to your parents' house. We can't <laughs> have these cell phones. We can't stay with this car. Like, we've got to get out of here. And I know who we can go to for help. So they begin to do that. They now, call Saul. Say what? They call Saul. <laughs> well, Sorry. Sorry. not quite, but there is somebody, okay? <laughs> and I'll say that somebody's played by Bokeem Woodbine. Okay, there we go. Now, does this go smoothly? Their trek south, because that's where they're going. What do you think? Okay. Who do they encounter along the way? Who do they have to convince to help them in certain ways? Maybe convince is too light of a word. Mm. And are they equipped to do this because these are not career criminals? So that's the whole question. And you see that they encounter characters along the way. Some people are on their side. Is everyone? Because, of course, this kind of thing is going to get out. There's a dash cam video that leaks. Uh There is a manhunt. And they are elusive. So they get to Bokeem Woodbine, for instance. They get to Chloe Sevigny's character, who's married to a character played by Flea. Yes, the musician Flea. Oh, okay. And that leads them to try and get on a plane and get out of there. Do they make it? What happens I won't tell you. So this is what I'll say as a review. I was confused by this movie. What is it trying to be? Is it something to be taken seriously or is it a comedy? I don't know. Especially early on, there were moments where people were spitting with laughter. It was completely ridiculous, some of these people they meet and what happens. And then as you start to get to the second half of the movie, you get moments of seriousness where they're making statements about police brutality, all of that. I'm confused though. What message am I supposed to take away? This movie is a mess. Oh no. Okay, that's what it is. Now, does that mean that it fails in every moment? No, you will be entertained by a lot of this. It's just a confusing message. At the end, this is supposed to be some big statement about this. For me, it was just a bit too much. It was a bit too much. Also, what Queen and Slim do, beggars belief. Like, come on. Some of this stuff is complete stupidity. And then one of them will tell the other, no, we can't do that. And then it flips. Then the other person wants to do something stupid. And they end up doing it. And you're watching this. And this runtime is over two hours. Why? Oh, boy. It did not need to be that long. It was way too long. So you get kind of in the first half of the movie, you're kind of like, okay, what I was almost wishing for watching that first half was almost like, what would Quentin Tarantino do with a police brutality movie? That was the thought in my head. I was like, ooh, that would be interesting and dangerous. But that's where art lives. So I was like, hmm, let's see where it's going. And then it turns into trying to be like the hate you give, but the hate you give is more consistent in its messaging. 
So that's the thing for me. It was way too long. It was way too confused for me to say that this is a good movie. Uh, I do think, though, that many people in the audience will be entertained by it. Uh, you know, it, even in the screening I was in, someone uh, shouted something out at the end. Yes, that right. kind of thing. And again, you get some humor. It just, where it goes, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm, I wasn't expecting you to say comedy at all. It didn't, doesn't come across in the uh, advertisement as comedic at all. Because but- that's the question, right? Are you trying to be? There's certain mo- moments where it definitely is comedic. Well, you have Lena Waithe who does write comedy. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, hmm. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Let's move on to another movie you saw, Les Miserables. Now, I, I feel like there have been, sh- in the last five years, <laughs> PBS, movie, this, a lot of Les Miserables. But this one has a different situation going on here. Now, according to what we know, New York and L.A. will have a one-week running time on the 29th. And then it'll have a limited release going forward on next year in January, around the 10th. But for now, it's directed by um, Ladj Lai. He wrote it along with two other people. One of them being the star of, or one of the characters in the movie, Alexis Maninti um, and Girodano Giardolini. Uh, so those are the writers, directors. I'm sure, I pronounced their name incorrectly. Like I said, Alexis is in it along with some other people that you may not know, but it has been getting a lot of buzz. The critics are interested. They're not going overboard, but they're interested in Les Miserables. And the question is: Is this critic? interested yeah and why is it called Les Miserables right yeah well uh what happens is we see there is uh, a new cop who comes into a certain part of Paris and he's not a he's not new to being a cop he's new to the area and he's a detective. He is uh, shadowing uh, a pair of detectives who've been there, are veterans. And they've been dealing with the criminals in the area for a long time. So how has that affected them? Now, the chief of police introduces him to these people formally, these detectives. And you, should, you can imagine what the chief says. She doesn't mince words about what he's about to get himself into. So they go around a, a normal day in the life of detectives, of cops, driving around in the car, seeing what's going on with the people and responding to certain conflicts. Now, as they're going around, they tell them about all of these different people and they kind of razz this new cop. They give him a nickname he doesn't like, that whole kind of thing. But again, he's not a rookie. So what's going on there? Now, this uh, detective who's new to the area, he's very cautious, he's observant, he's quiet, he wants to do things by the book, unlike his compatriots. Now, we also have uh, the kids of the area. And really, there are two of them that are the focal points. One of them is constantly getting into trouble with the law. He just can't help himself. So much so that early in the film, 
we see his father in the precinct just saying, I'm done with you. I'm over it. Now, his mother is a little more forgiving. She's not there at the moment. She's back at home. So you'll see what that means if you watch this movie. The other kid has a drone in his possession. And he uses this drone to film certain people outside of their windows. Mm-hmm. He's been Tom. So what happens is the kid who's constantly in trouble with the law he does something that puts him into further trouble. And this something really causes a major, almost, uh, uh, it's, it's a conflict that might lead to deaths, I'll put it that way, if it doesn't go the right way, between two factions of criminals. And this does have a racial component. Ah, there we go. So the kid had, has done this thing. They don't know that the kid has done it. But these cops eventually figure this out by going to different places and trying to work their contacts. So that is, in, is uh, in and of itself dangerous. So they finally figure out it's this kid. They try to go after him. What does he do? And what do the kids surrounding him do in response? And what does that lead to? We just talked about Queen and Slim. Okay. So what does that lead, lead to when you are evading the cops? Huh. And then from there, not only these kids, but who else was watching and how? That's very important because that leads to something that the detectives need to do to protect their necks. And this leads to a crescendo at the end of the movie where there is a standoff. Who's involved in the standoff? I will not tell you, but it does end on a note that leaves things hanging. Mm. So you don't quite know whether someone goes all the way or not. Now, I've talked about this before, Ref, where I talked about question marks instead of periods. It's always great in art to have question marks. Where as a viewer, you're going, okay, what does this mean? To me, it means this. Is this where you're going? Because that engages you. If people are going to make statements, which are the periods, then you've got to earn it. This goes back to Queen and Slim as well. You have to earn your periods. And in Les Miserables, do they earn the period? No. That's the problem. And even on the screen, we get quotes from uh, Victor Hugo's novel, Les Miserables. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, this is a clue. If you know Les Miserables, think about what I told you in the story and think about how that possibly could connect to the novel. There is a connection. And even where they are in Paris, in the area, this is where Victor Hugo wrote the book. Yes. So it, it does have a connection. It's just not obvious. So that, that to me, Ref, was the intriguing part, how they connected to the novel. Also, what was great is there's always energy in here. Now, moment to moment, it doesn't quite connect, but the energy's always there. So it's not boring. You're going to stick with it. I just wish that they didn't have to say the statement. We got it. We got it. Why do you have to do this stuff? So it's a bit disconnected. The statement was unneeded. But outside of that, it, there is a reason why uh, certain people have responded to this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's if you like Gamora, that kind of thing, you like those kinds of shows on TV, then this could work for you. Is it quite as good as a Gamora? No. Do you need to see it in a movie theater? Not really. Not really. I wouldn't say that it's much better than these kinds of shows on TV, but there is an idea here, and this is art, even though it does have flaws. Well, there you go. Queen and Slim will be nationwide on the 27th of November. You can catch LA and New York for one week only on the 29th, Les Miserables. But you'll have to, for everyone else, wait and look for it on January the 10th of next year. Two interesting themes here. Two very interesting concepts. I say, hmm... Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.